Welcome back everyone to the Retail Ready Podcast. We are on episode number 21 and we have another fantastic episode lined up for you. Today's episode, I am joined by Paul Benham, who is an expert in the field of hemp and cannabis. Paul is part of the biggest growing global trend at the moment. CBD is just everywhere and is not going anywhere anytime soon. Paul has been working in this field since 1993 after leaving university. He studied nutrition and realized the power that hemp has on the human body. Paul has just been someone I've been wanting on this show since the start and it was just an absolute pleasure to hear his journey and also so many knowledge bombs about hemp and cannabis. This trend is just on a global level. It hasn't even touched Australia yet, and I can't wait to see what the future holds. I hope you enjoy this episode. I know I did, and I hope you can leave a review on iTunes so that we can keep climbing the charts. Welcome to the Retail Ready Podcast, hosted by Ben Wyatt, your destination for product development, food trends, and some serious knowledge bombs about the food industry. Thank you very much for joining me, Paul, on uh, the Retail Ready podcast uh, as we talk just offline then. You've you've been a guy that I've wanted on this podcast since uh, the generation of the idea of creating a podcast um, started in my head. So thank you very much for giving up your time, Paul. No worries. Good day, Ben. Thank you. Yeah, we, and we just realised we're both both from the same part of the world and uh, you live in Byron Bay. Well, uh, are in Byron Bay at the moment and I'm a... Uh, I'm in Melbourne at the moment, but for the people uh, people who are listening to this podcast, um, Paul, like you've you've got an incredible story to tell, and I think it's only just come to light who you are and what you're doing. But you've been doing this journey for a couple of decades now, so would you just like to introduce yourself as who you are, where you've been, and where you're going? Sure, Ben. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank so you. I've been. I've been involved with industrial hemp or cannabis in its various forms uh, commercially since uh, 1993. So I think that's 26 years now. Um, And I actually got involved with it because I was studying food and nutrition soon after school, Um, traveled the world um, thinking, you know, the world's a fun place to be in, found myself on the beautiful beaches of Thailand. But I didn't last long there. I actually went to northern Thailand and started to recognize that people were consuming food and that was the food that they were eating was affecting their lives and their moods. And um, I started to look into that and found that cultures, basically all cultures are really, and society is built a lot around food and agriculture. Right now, when we think of our food, maybe we go to the local store to go and buy something, and that's as far as we go. But there's a big chain behind that, where it comes from, who grows it, who harvests it, and how does that affect us and our health for now and into the future? So um, in that journey, I discovered that eating foods as close to nature as possible was something that was very interesting to me. And uh, I recognized that foods that contain omega-3 and omega-6 essential fatty acids were actually missing in the modern Western processed diet. That that was, um, for me, quite a substantial find. <clears throat> and so I studied fats and oils and even met the world's leading fats and oils uh, specialist, a, a guy called Dr. Udo Erasmus, whose oh, book wow. I had read, Fats That Heal, Fats That Kill. Um, and spending time with him, um, he really confirmed that what I'd been studying was correct and that, yes, hemp 
seeds, particularly where one of the most ideal, perfect plant-based sources of omega-3 and omega-6 essential fats. And I was confused and wondering why he was not promoting them and his mm. book are all about hemp. And his, his um, response to me was, well, I don't want to put my name to something that has such a stigma behind it. So my, my questions back were, well, does it really contain drugs? Does it, does it yeah. get you? Is there, is there a negative part of hemp foods? And he's like, no, um, it's purely the stigmatism um, around that. So um, as a young, naive um, guy, um, <laughs> I said, well, I don't care about what people think. If it's, the sci if it's science based and it's truth and it's going to help people, then that's something I want to do. And I want to get that to as many people as I can around the world. That continues to be my mission still 26 years on, and I expect wow. it will be um, for the rest of my life because um, uh, and, and so that led me going back to where I was born and where I was living at the time in the United Kingdom. And, and I, I was looking to actually help somebody take a hemp food product out into the world. There was yeah. nobody there um, doing that. So I decided to produce something with a mixture of hemp seeds and other seeds that are also high in essential fatty acids, mix it with a bit of sweetener um, and a chocolate coating and take that, that and create a snack bar. That snack bar was the first commercial hemp food product in the United Kingdom and is, I believe, still today, the most successful hemp, commercial hemp food product in the world. Um, wow. I took it, to, took it from my back garden of, of a product that nobody knew about to um, all the countries throughout Europe um, being sold in Sainsbury's, Tesco's and Waitrose. Um, so that success um, led me to learning business along the way. Um, I didn't have an MBA, and um, that, yeah. that was definitely a, the beginning of my learning experience, which I continue to this very day um, as a, you know an executive officer of a public company now. Um, but that 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 was the beginning, and and led me to. I guess wanting to take hemp foods, as I said, to as many people as possible. So I created the first non-dairy milk that got turned into an ice cream, um, which was, which I mean, theoretically was going to store those essential fatty acids um, safely for people to consume in, in, in a product that they enjoyed. I created um, hemp pastas, hemp sauces, hemp breads, hemp miso, hemp tea. Wow. A bunch of other products. Um, for for myself and for other companies, and I supported other brands by supplying them with the the dehulled hemp seeds that, that go in those products. Supported them with manufacturing and marketing um, expertise, which I learned along the way um, in in really studying psychology and what makes people, I guess, get over that stigmatism that thinking yeah. that hemp is a drug because it's not. It's actually a health food product. Yeah. So. That 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 journey really took me to Australia in the, at the turn of the century, 1999, when I was headhunted to come and do the same here for Australia. And at okay. that time, hemp foods weren't legal then. And yeah. I thought, wow, yeah, I can I can make that change because you know there's every reason scientifically why it should be legal. So I'll go and create production and go and you know work out ways where I could distribute the product in Australia. So I moved here, ended up having a small family. Um, and, and really settling in to Australia and the way of life here. Um, yet what I did find is that politics um, was not as easy as, as one would think. And, and it actually took 17 years before I managed to allow him uh, as a food in Australia, uh, which is, seems to you know, be a rolling theme of the, the speed that Australia works in, in changing um, its attitude 
um, and, and stigmatism towards um, this drug. Now, That's interesting. Did you the, think? You, did do you think uh, when you came over, you'd get it done a lot quicker than seventeen years? <laughs> of course, I, mean, I don't think I would have come from a very successful career to a, a country where the product I was producing wasn't allowed. But yeah. you know, hey, you know that that diversion led me to writing nine books on hemp. Um, over the years, I've continued to be a keynote speaker around the world, and I've supported companies that do produce legally in many other countries around the world. And I continued to do that until about 2013, um, when I, I decided um, that I would take advantage of what I understood to be very um, clear laws in Australia, where at that time you could then grow hemp. Um, you could produce it as a food, and you could sell it as long as it yep. wasn't for human consumption. Yep. So. Um, I, I, I took hold of that little loophole and created, um, you know, some products, started to sell them in Australia and found that the demand was 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 a, was really significant. So I used that demand to start supporting farmers um, throughout Australia where we could and uh, started to build the Australia's first production facility, um, which was solely certified organic using certified organic seeds, which has continued to this very day, only using the best, highest quality certified organic seeds. Um, and that production facility has expanded a number of times. Um, and now we're obviously a BRC, uh, AA grade uh, facility here in the Southern Hemisphere producing um, these products. Um, so, you know, as I said, that only became legal in 2017. But since that time, and quite recently, you know, the hemp foods has now branched out into what my original goal was and what I was doing over in the UK, which is creating um, high quality finished products. So I moved yeah. on from the snack bar that I produced in the UK, even though we do have the essential hemp range of snack bars here in Australia now, ginger macadamia, salted caramel, crunch, chocolate, banana, those kind of things. But I had already done that. So that wasn't that exciting for me. What I wanted to do is reach out into, into really excellent finished products, such as the new grounded um, hemp uh, beetroot black bean burgers, the hemp and falafel burgers, hemp and tofu burgers that are now stocked throughout Woolworths. Um, which is right. really, yeah, you know, they're, really, they're really tasty, healthy, vegetarian, plant-based protein patties. And that's the market we're, we're aiming at that. You know, we've now got, you know, various hemp protein powder flavors coming, hemp capsules coming, hemp honey, hemp spreads, a whole bunch of other products that are all finished products, which are, are you know, really continue that mission um, with, with hemp. But I, I think, you know, that, that's skipping to now, of course. And, and in the middle of all of that process, in about 2015, so about four years ago, um, you know, having already been involved for more than two decades, four years ago in this industry, I, I've been quite connected globally um, with a number of scientists and people studying the different aspects of hemp and cannabis. Mm -hmm. And my friends over in Europe actually um, brought up the subject of cannabinoids, and which they had been talking to me about for years. But okay. they they let me know um, at that time that uh, it was starting to become more well known. Finally, um, particularly in the United States. Uh, with Sanjay Gupta, a famous uh, TV doctor, yep. basically standing up and, and saying, yeah, look, this product really does work and it, it helps for childhood epilepsy. Um, and they were telling me, well, it doesn't just help for childhood epilepsy, Paul. Um, and, and they showed me the science. And I've got these folders in my office because this is a, an audio interview. You can't see them, but they're yeah. very thick, full of scientific wow. papers. On, on cannabinoids um, and on why they're so good for many different ailments, or, or, or could be at least. So um, I studied all the, these papers and realized that, wow, this was 
yet another mission that I had to do in this in this lifetime. And it wasn't <laughs> foods, but it was related to the same plant. It's just a different ingredient. And yep. it's it's the, the ingredients that come mainly from the, the flowers, but also come from the stalk and seeds. Um, where we, which we now extract um, these these ingredients from the same industrial, high quality organic industrial hemp plants, and we produce um, different cannabinoid extracts, so hemp extracts from hemp, and th- these are predominantly high in cannabidiol or CBD, um, mm-hmm. as it's more well known and short for, and uh, decided to start promoting those in the United States. Now we weren't the first in the US to do that, but there was only two or three other people doing that when we first began. Um, again, that that was really started in 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 Europe, and then moved to my friends who I met in Colorado, which was a very legal place to do these things at that time, yeah. and still is. Um, we we went to his garage and started to produce some of these things using lab equipment <laughs> um, that, that we purchased. And and um, it's funny to think that was not that long ago, because now obviously we've we've increased and we're the third largest manufacturer. Well, we're in the in the top three at least in the U.S. and probably yeah, yeah. the world eating global brand in CBD. I saw your brand. So I was at Expo West in March and uh, I made sure to go past um, your stand, which I think they were giving out free massages, which was a fantastic (laughs) ploy to get people in. So not only did they get free massages, but is it true that you were the first CBD or cannabis brand to promote um, a billboard in New York? Am I right in that research? in, uh, indeed, in Times Square, and, wow. and we've done the same in um, Tokyo. We were the, now our, our Japanese company was the first to produce uh, um, the train station ad. So we got it took us like nine months to get permission to put wow. in Tokyo a train station ad. And we've recently done that. You might be interested, being English. Um, we've just had train train station ads in the United Kingdom. So in Kings Cross and Pancras and Euston, we've had full size billboards and up and down those escalators. We've been promoting our brands Elixinol there, and um, even in the UK, where we're, Elixinol is now, um, you know, promote is sold everywhere. But one yeah. of our co-branded products is now in Holland and Barrett, which is the high street That's retail stores throughout the UK under the Naturopathica brand. So you know that that you know our, our CBD business really has taken off um, in the US, and it's something I really hope and wished for in Australia. Sadly, it's still virtually illegal in Australia. Um, it's only allowed for medical uses, which requires complicated paperwork from doctors, no matter how much the government th- seems yeah. to think it's easy. Um, the market in Australia is still one of the smallest in the world. We still have hope for, for the market here. In fact, we've applied for medical cannabis licenses under our business, Nanyara, uh, of which we recently got our uh, manufacturing license and are currently waiting for our cultivation license, which will allow yeah. us access to that particular um, industry. And but the bottom line is, I truly believe that you know the, the CBD, or which is the, the, the CBD, is is not like THC. So THC stands yeah. for hydrocannabinol. That's the ingredient that gets you high. Now, you know that's what some medical cannabis uses that, but medical cannabis uses also CBD, and CBD doesn't get you high. And that is why we're experiencing such mainstream and and really explosive growth 
from that particular industry um, in now 40 countries around the world. Obviously not Australia yet, yeah. um, but, but, but nearly everywhere else. And, um, and, and I think that really is the future of the industry where it's going to truly take us into mainstream stores. Now, in the U.S., we're sold in Safeways and the Albertsons chains now, which yeah, is... it's safe. crazy. I, I did a uh, yeah, store kind of tour, a safari. And yeah. it, it, it was everywhere. Like there was some some stores selling it behind the counter in kind of like um, glass protected uh, cabinets for the expensive stuff. But you could you could pick it up everywhere. And for yeah. me, it's so interesting to see only in a couple of years that um, that kind of trend kicking off. And you've probably been waiting 30 years by the sounds of it to see this <laughs> trend kicking off. And uh, Mm-hmm. And and now waiting for the Australian market to basically take notice. And uh, mm-hmm. it sounds like you're working very hard to to try and get that through, which is just incredible. Yeah, I, I think, you know, it's important to be, you know, positioned for growth now. And, and that's what we're really focusing on as an ASX listed uh, company. You know, we now have the resources to, to position ourselves and to have the conversations that, that I've always wanted, which is with the largest FMCG brands in the world, um, where we're in a number of conversations with. And I don't think there's still that, not that many companies who can show the full supply chain where we can show that our farmers, our quality control, our yeah. the farming, the production, um, and, and all the way to, to finished products and to show the capacity to produce stable, high quality, and most important, efficacious, i.e. products that work. Um, and, and not and not just got CBD or hemp foods on the brand. You yeah. know, we don't just like add a couple of seeds in a product and think that's good. We add a, a lot of hemp seeds in the, in our food products. We add a lot of high quality, carefully um, prepared CBD, um, whole plant extract, bioavailable, water soluble ingredients in our Elixinol CBD products. Not just a CBD isolate in a few you know, yeah. a few specs of that. So th- these are the things that the industry and, and people sh- should become more aware of over time. And I feel quite confident um, that Elixinol is going to be part of that education process. And, and we hope to work with a lot of other companies and groups to make that happen. It sounds like you've just had an epic journey that's taken you to numerous directions, starting off in the UK in your garage making bars to now in Australia and now in the US and a brand that's going to 40 different countries. Do you do you see yourself stopping anytime soon or you just keep on driving uh, the message of CBD and hemp? Yeah, I think I'm I'm in this for life. This has been my mission. Um, it's what I've I've come to know, and I feel I have a lot of information that that I would like to share, and and I'm really open to sharing with as many people as possible, so that they get the benefits from this wonderful plant that offers all these different sustainable uses. I mean, you got to think about it. Is one plant can be used for building, it can be used for fuel, it can be used for bioplastics as well as foods and medicines. And, and many other things. So uh, I think in the changing times that we live in, in the challenges that we have with the climate um, and the pollution in the oceans, we, we really need to look for alternatives. And hemp offers so many of those alternatives that is science-backed and actually proven. So I think, you know, if for people wanting to make a change, actually, you know, you, everyone individually, as small as the change you may think it is, by buying a hemp product, by you by choosing what you do with your dollar, um, okay. it really is going to make the difference and will support us for, 
for you know expanding what we're doing and offering more alternatives, better products um, that are more sustainable as we keep growing. Um, so yeah, that mission of mine will continue. Um, you know, I'm now in the process of building a you know a global structure with great support from people who are very experienced in supporting um, you know fast growing consumer brands and, and, and goods around the world. And uh, we'll keep doing that um, and, until, you know, we are really make that change in this world and, you know, we live in an ideal planet. So I think that's going to be a while. So I'll, yeah. I'll keep going. I'll Fantastic. keep going and, and, and we'll see where we get to. Amazing. And uh, I'd like, I know you're, you're a busy man and uh, I'll, uh, we'll, we'll end it on that note, but I just want I just want to say thank you, a, a personal thank you, because I've, I've followed you not in a weird way, but I followed you for, several years now through LinkedIn and the articles on uh, online, etc. And I didn't realize you're a nutritionist uh, background. So one nutritionist to another, it, I know how powerful food is on the mm. human body and um, how it plays a huge role. Mm. And I just want to say thank you very much for the work the, and more of the, the, the drive to give me to, to make uh, food better and uh, what you've done on a global scale. And I'm even a shareholder of your business. That's how much I believe in what you're doing. So it's it's a massive thank you to me from uh, someone in the industry and what you're doing. So I appreciate everything that you're trying to do to create a better world and to bring great products on the market. Well, thanks for your kind words, Ben, and, and thanks for spreading the message. Um, that, that's how we grow, by, by telling everybody what we've heard and what we've learned, um, and so more of us can make that change that we want to see in this world. Thank Fantastic. you. Fantastic, and I, I look forward to more updates with the company. So thank you very much for your time, Paul. Cheers, Ben. Bye for Cheers. Now. Have a great one. Bye-bye.